pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. this evening. Glad that the folks that are tuning in on Facebook will be with us too. Well, wasn't it a beautiful day today? Amen. And the sun shining. Not too hot. I want to talk to you tonight for just a few minutes about the God of more than enough. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad that we serve the God of more than enough? Sing a song where I used to go to church with my God's more than enough. Can't sing it tonight. He can't supply all my needs. He is my El Shaddai. He's my Prince of Peace. And He's holy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get your Bibles with you tonight. Let's turn to 2 Kings chapter 4. I want to talk to you a little bit about the God of more than enough. Second Kings chapter 4. I'm going to read the first seven verses. And this is the uh, New King James Version. It starts off here. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet cried out to Elisha saying, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? I'm sorry, children, you can be dismissed. I forget about that sometimes. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. 
So here this is, this poverty-stricken widow is in a place where she is letting one season of her life define the rest of her life. Listen, folks, don't let one bad season in your life rob you of the rest of the good seasons that God has for you. Tonight we're going to talk about some things and hopefully give you some, some great insights on how we can move from not enough to more than enough. So, so the widow comes to the prophet with her dilemma and she asked him a question and he asked her a question. She comes to him and says, my husband, your servant, is dead. You know that he loved the Lord. You know that he feared the Lord. Now the creditors are coming to take my two sons as slaves because of the debt that we incurred. And I have no ability to So she comes and she lays her problem out with her. She lays her dilemma out to him and he turns to her and asks her, so well, what do you have in the house? What do you want me to do for you? What do you have in the house? God loves to use what we have in the house. Whether it's two fish and five loaves, or a staff or a rod, or a little small vessel of oil, God wants to use what you have in the house. And here's the thing, sometimes people ask questions, you know, this, this widow came to the prophet asking questions, trying to get an answer. going to do they're coming to get my sons they're coming to take my sons away they're going to make them slaves they're going to have to serve these people to pay this debt and so she comes asking questions and people will ask questions to try and get an answer but then God turns around and God asks her questions to try and reveal the answer What do you got in the house? The answer to your problem is inside your house. Her future and the future of her sons was contingent on what she had in the house. Her breakthrough was based on what she had in the house. Her deliverance was going to take place because of what she already had in the house. Make sure that you know what you got in your house. Everything that's in your house should have a purpose. Verse 3, Elisha tells her, say, go borrow vessels from everywhere. Go from all your, your neighbors. Empty vessels, 
Don't gather just a few. Go and get your hands on every empty vessel that you can get your hands on. Go to every neighbor you have that will let you borrow something and borrow every empty vessel that they have. I'm sure people thought she was crazy. Hey, I need to come, I need to borrow. Any vessels that you've got that are empty that I can borrow, I need to borrow. What do you need to borrow it for? Man of God told me to go borrow Okay, that's good enough for us. There you go. So she goes and she borrows every vessel that she can get her hands on. And make sure that they're empty. Make sure they're good. Make sure that they're, they're usable. Get them. Go out. And that's what he told her. He said, go out. You don't have anything to put them in and put and put anything in in your house. You got to go out and you got to get the vessels. Go out, borrow vessels from everywhere. All your neighbors, make sure they're empty vessels. Get as many as you can. Sometimes we're not empty enough. Sometimes we've got so much stuff in us that we need to be emptied out a little bit to be able for God to pour anything in. God would tell us to go and borrow some empty. Some of us are too full for God to fill us. She didn't have enough room to contain what she was needing that would be able to meet the need, so she had to go and enlarge her capacity for filling. He didn't tell her to go and buy vessels. said, go borrow vessels. You know, we buy things that we plan on keeping for a while. We borrow things that are temporary. Lord's letting you know tonight that, that what you're needing tonight in your life is just temporary. It ain't going to take long. And that's what the prophet was telling him. Go borrow vessels. Just go borrow them. All you got to do is you got to borrow them and, and, and bring them back into your house where you've got the thing. You know, what she perceived as a permanent problem, her sons were going to be taken away because they were going to have to live as slaves to pay the debt that her and her husband owed. She saw it as a permanent problem, but it's just a temporary problem whenever you begin to allow God to do it. What she perceived as that permanent problem was just a temporary setback in God's eyes. Wherever you're at tonight, whatever you're in, if there was a way into it, there's a way out of it. Her T.D. Jakes say this one time, I believe. A setback is just a setup for a comeback. Amen. Elisha told her, go and borrow empty vessels. Make sure, we, we got to make sure that when we come to God, we leave, we leave our titles, our accomplishments, our egos aside. 
God isn't impressed with our titles, doctor, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, candlestick maker, butcher, baker, whatever you are. God's not impressed with your titles. It's not the doctor, the lawyer, the apostle, the evangelist. It's me. It's me. It's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. And it's me, God. You see what I am, you see where I've been, and you see what I can become. Got to leave all that other stuff behind. Leave our pride, leave our egos, leave, leave all that stuff behind and, and get to the Lord in prayer. Get before God and begin to seek his face for what he wants us to do. Empty ourselves out before God so that God can fill us up with what he wants us to be full of. God's eyes are attracted to emptiness. When God sees empty, he sees an opportunity to fill. In this text, the word vessels means capacity. See, he told her, he said, go borrow vessels. Go borrow capacity for filling. Enlarge your space. This woman was asking for something. She didn't have the capability, the ability to be able to receive it. We got to stop coming to God with a teaspoon looking for a gallon blessing. Even if God gave us the gallon blessing, we wouldn't be able to receive it because we don't have the capacity for it. We got to make sure that we got enough room to receive what we're asking for. Make sure that you're enlarging your capacity. God, I need more of the Holy Ghost in my life. How we make room for more Holy Ghost. We give Jesus out everywhere we go. We pour it out on us. On the people that we come in contact with, we pour the Holy Ghost out on them. We, we get up in the morning seeking God, for a place so we can, God, just give me an opportunity to minister to somebody today. Me and Miss Shannon went out to eat last week, sometime, I guess it was. <clears throat> As we're sitting in the restaurant, the, the little server that we had, we went in and this place was empty. Big restaurant. Had five servers working. Each server had three tables. So we're sitting there and, and he was just he was just as pleasant as he could be cheerful, Johnny on the spot, made sure we had what we needed, apologized when he thought it took longer to, to do something than, than, than what he thought, and we're sitting there and, and we're waiting, and, and he brings the check, 
I told Shannon, I said, I'm going to give you a pretty good tip. I said, this place is dead. He ain't making no money tonight. I said, unless this place picks up, he, he ain't going to make no money tonight. And she's like, so I told her, I said, I'm going to give him a good tip. And she's like, Give him what you feel led to give him. And my next question was, are you sure? <laughs> She's like, yeah, go ahead. So I signed the check. And he had written on the, the ticket. You've been a blessing to serve. He said, let me know if I did okay. So I was right there. I pushed over to the side of the table. He comes over. He's like, yeah. I said, I wanted to let you know you did all right. <laughs> he said, well, I'll try to do better next time you come in. I said, no, you did fantastic. Just wanted to bless you. I, he looked down and saw the ticket. He's like, Whatever the bill was, I don't even remember what the bill was. Whatever the bill was, I tipped him whatever the bill was. The young man came over and hugged me. He said, you don't know how much of a blessing that is. So I just wanted to know, we appreciate you, and you've been a blessing to us. You want to create a capacity for receiving? doesn't matter if it's money, if it's the Holy Ghost, if it's love, if it's patience, whatever you need to be receiving, you need to be given. And so she had to increase her capacity for giving. And, and he told her, verse 4, said, when you've come in, shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. After she borrowed the empty vessels, she, the, the prophet, she went and got them, went to the prophet, said, okay, I got the vessels, what now? Go in, shut the door behind you and your sons and pour into the empty vessels until they're all full. So after she borrowed them, she told them, go back home, shut the door. You know, there's some things that God won't do in the midst of doubt. You won't do such certain things in the midst of unbelief, in the middle of people who are distractions to the vision and the mission that God has for you. Matthew chapter 13, verse 58, the King James says, And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Who did? Jesus. The word of God manifested in the flesh didn't do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. You know, Sunday we talked about uh, for a little bit the day that Jesus had to put people out of Jairus's house so he could raise his daughter from the dead. 
If you want to read about that, it's in Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 43. Hebrews eleven six says this, New King James Version. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Sometimes we have to shut the door on some relationships before the oil will begin to flow. Sometimes we got to close the door behind us before God reveals his revelations that he wants us to see to us. You know, there's some, there's some people that ain't going nowhere. And they want you to go with them. In other words, they don't want you to go anywhere either. The minute you start talking about moving up and going to another level, growing a little bit spiritually, they begin to discourage you. Oh, man, you're crazy. Your dreams are too big. You ain't never going to do that. You're nuts. But when you're sure of what God has said to you, when you've done the work and spent time with God and you know what he's told you to do, then you need to get ready for the increase. Believe it tonight. God is getting ready to send increase. Verse 5, so she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. Man, I want to help somebody tonight. I hope I do. Get the vessels from outside the house, but we get the victory inside the house. She had to go and she had to borrow the vessels. She had to borrow the capacity for, for increase, she had to go out and she had to go get it. But the victory came in the house. What do you have in the house? You've got victory inside the house. You've got joy inside the house. I've got peace inside the house. I've got forgiveness. I've got mercy. I've got grace. I've got purpose inside the house. Bless God. She borrowed vessels from the outside, but the oil came from the inside. Verse 6 says, Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said unto her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. I got some questions tonight. Who stopped the oil? Why did the oil cease? When did the oil cease? As long as there's room to receive or another empty vessel to be filled, the oil kept flowing. There isn't any lack in God. There is no lack, no lack, no lack in God. If she borrowed ten vessels, the oil would have filled ten vessels. If she borrowed a hundred, a thousand, or ten thousand vessels, whatever she borrowed, the oil would have filled. Because the capacity was there to fill it. God would have kept filling them until they reached their capacity. God left her the choice. God left the choice in her. Depending on how many vessels you bring home, that's how much oil you're going to get. Amen. A lot of times we limit God. And then we get upset when the oil stops flowing. Elisha told her to get as many as she could borrow. When the last vessel was filled, the oil ceased. For some of us tonight, for some people tonight, 
the oil ceased, not because God stopped the oil, but because we don't have any more room for it. I don't know about you, but I want more oil tonight. But what I have to do, I have to become empty. I need more empty vessels. I need God to stretch me. Lord, stretch me. Take me out of my comfortable place, God. Stretch me. God's stretching some of us tonight. And sometimes we sit and we wonder, why do I feel empty? Because God wants to fill you. That's a place for God to be able to fill you. Verse 7 says, Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. Her husband was dead. She was broke. She was about to lose her son. Her future was down. But God. Pastor preached a message just a few weeks ago, but God. Go back and listen to it. Elisha told her, he said, take the oil and sell it. You notice he didn't tell her to sell the vessels. They weren't her vessels. They were borrowed. Go sell the oil. Exchange what you've got in the house. Take what you've got in the house and until we use what we've already got in the house, we're going to lose more than what we need to. we got to use what's already inside us, what we have already been gifted with. I want to share this with you. heard Steve Harvey the other day. Everybody know who Steve Harvey is? Gentleman that is the host of the Family Feud, the media. And in between takes, he, he chats and shares stories with the audience. And this one particular story that I was watching and listening to, Steve was talking to him about the difference between talent and God-given gifts. These are some of the words. You got to stop focusing on your talent. The key is to locate your gift. He said receiving, so he said receiving some shouts and applause from the crowd. Then he goes on talking. He said, be careful with what you're talented and passionate about. They sound like the same thing. But what you're gifted with should be your quest. Romans 12 and 6 says that our gifts are varied. Everybody has different gifts. Teaching's a gift, he said. Networking's a gift. Working with your hands is a gift. Being a caregiver is a gift. Babysitting's a gift. We find success when we work hard and focus on using the gifts God has given us. And he used this illustration about his friend that was nicknamed Clipper. 
He said when they were younger, Steve mentioned that, that Clipper was always cutting grass in his spare time for money. He said that's how he got the nickname Clipper because he was always cutting grass. Anytime they asked him, hey, do you want to go do something? You tell him, no, I got to go cut Miss Johnson's grass. I got to go cut this person's grass. I got to go cut this person's grass. Said at that time he charged $2 to cut the front yard and $2 to cut the backyard. And said that he didn't have expensive tools or equipment. He said back then, Clipper had an old real type lawnmower. You know, the old fashioned type. You push it and you work the blades. He said, and said he was talented. He could cut patterns in your yard and do all that kind of stuff. And he charged two dollars for the front, two dollars for the back. Because he was gifted at cutting grass. And over the years, he went from making two dollars to cut the front yard and two dollars to cut the backyard to owning a huge landscaping company with over 38 trucks and crews to go with the trucks. He was so good in the grass business that he bought snow plows for the front of his trucks and in the winter he got the contract for their city for snow removal. Said Clipper had other talents, said Clipper could dance. But that wasn't his gift. He concentrated on his gift. Makes $4 million a year now. He said, you know what Clipper does? Clipper cuts grass. He don't do nothing but cut grass. He found his gift. He found what he was gifted at. And his gift made room for him. He met up with the God who was more than enough. And God wants us to open up capacity for him to be able to pour into us. And for us to be able to receive what God has for us and to lead us to our gifts. And to the place that God wants us to work and the things that God wants us to do. Because with God there is more than enough. Father God, we thank you so much for your provisions, all the ones that you've already given us. We appreciate your grace and your mercy. Lord, so much of what we have we don't deserve, but we're thankful. Father God, we believe that you want us to have more than enough because we know that you are the God of more than enough. So help us to empty out ourselves before you. Anything that's filled the space that you ought to be occupying, Lord, remove it in the name of Jesus. Help us always have and make room for you so that you can always fill us so that we can always experience the God more than enough. Father, for these and all the other blessings, Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you all tonight. 
We appreciate you. We'll see you Sunday. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you all. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.